Welcome for one last mission to the Broken Sun. everyone to specters of a broken sun it's the second season of stories of a broken sun our actual play anthology podcast i'm arp my pronouns are here they you can find me on twitter at y caliber follow the show at broken sun rpg or you can go to our fancy website brokensunrpg.com before we begin i want to acknowledge that this podcast is produced on the unceded territory of the katesi Coquitlam, stalo Kwantlen, staminas and musqueam people and the treaty land of the Tawasan First Nation. Please continue to support Indigenous land protectors and Indigenous land rights. Always remember you can check the Settler Sat you can check the Settler Saturday hashtag on Twitter to find ways to give directly and help those whose land has been stolen. Today we are moving into finale territory firmly and fully. This is the final session we are going to record as our sun goons, the crew of the Probable Cause. Joining me today are that self-same crew. Please welcome Keekers. Hi everyone, it's me, Keekers, also known as Be a Space Cat. I uh, I play CB, who is they them. I am she her, and I also play Keva, who is she her. Thank you, and also welcome Michael Blood. Howdy, everyone. It's still me, Mike Blood. Uh, pronouns they them. I for the purposes of specters of a broken sun i play slip but i will also be joining the cast as someone new today can't wait and finally welcome velvet dark greetings everyone uh, i'm velvet Bayfair, and my sun goon is augustus they them augustus augustus house the only one of the sun goons that has a surname <laughs> apparently cd technically does that's true it's part of their name because cd is an acronym oh that's right their initials yeah uh, speaking of surnames, there is a new character today, but I think we'll get to that. So when last we left off, each one of you had had a solo session with your character and had hopefully gotten some uh, good, interesting development out of that. So uh, if you have not taken the time to listen to those sessions, please make sure that you do before we go into this mission, because, well, um, there are certain things that have changed and shifted that we should probably know about. Uh, first of all, we know that Augustus has been sneakily setting up a, a group of like-minded individuals. I believe you were calling it the conglomerate? Indeed. A conglomerate consisting of you, Jennifer Trefire, uh, Ishtar from the Cult of Bacchanal, and what was it? Uh, Nimbus Heavy Industries. And Chris Farley from the Junkyard. Right. Chris Farley was in on your shenanigans as well so you had learned about and this is going to perhaps come as a surprise to the other two on this call uh, augustus you learned about a set of firing codes for the corona system which is what the sun battle station has been using all this time to masquerade as a sun it's that fiery sheath that protects the battle station as well as acting as a deadly weapon the one that has been turned on many a town 
or settlement in the past. So that system obviously is currently down due to the fact that uh, somebody broke the sun and broke a bunch of the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, connections that allow that system to function. And also the primary power system that was allowing it to run constantly for centuries was taken away when you rescued the Andromedans. So what we have learned is that the generators that Jennifer Trefire and Olympian Interior in, uh, Design have been forcing into everyone's homes are actually there to act as a last-ditch power source to allow the corona system to fire. Uh, but you have the codes to that firing system. Wait, wait. So they're going to, like, use the power that they have just for the weapons and not for, like, running the sim or any of that other important stuff? It's, as we know, not important to them. Oh, my God. They are gearing up for a war with the people of Hablon. So they want weapons. Um, all right. So you gave fake codes to General Griefer, who is the one that sent you to get the codes from Jennifer Trefire. Whether or not the general has figured out that those codes are fake or not, we don't know yet. So that's what Augustus has been up to. You were also shifting public opinion towards uh, favoring corporations over military with the hashtag funds, not guns uh, on social media, which has been going gangbusters and uh, really getting people, the people in the streets, uh, the ones who are not deeply anti-corporate to uh, rally behind that tag. What's the word I'm looking for? That battle cry. Uh, meanwhile, CD, you have been working with the more awake, more conscious Heros, who is uh, exhibiting a level of intelligence that is disturbing in a lot of ways for somebody who's a couple of weeks old okay, but cd would not call it disturbing no not to her yeah. face obviously no not in general uh, so haros has been able to carry out conversations and uh she seems to be socially emotionally around five or six but she has in-depth knowledge of human biology medical procedures and oddly enough weapon forging yeah. No, sorry. I wanted to clarify that CD would not find it disturbing because they are them. I think other people might. Right. But CD is just happy. CD's like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Someone to build a relationship with and uh, perhaps work towards those amends that CD is very keen on. Built into Heros, you learned from a coded message from Dr. Reed Tamaranda that in certain segments of Harris's DNA, they had encoded uh, a variety of formulae. You were able to extract these with Harris's permission, and you have found a way to reverse engineer what uh, the Phoenix had designed as a protection system for um, green bodies to live on Hablon. And you have been able to reverse engineer that as a vaccine of sorts against the sun's nanomachines that are currently infecting the people of Hablon, those malicious, the malware, essentially, that the sun used to infect the people of the habitat to prevent them from living past 65, to prevent them from accessing their body modification abilities and so on. So you have been developing that vaccine uh, with the help of your daughter, Sarah. Anything I missed there? Uh, oh, um, some other people came with Sarah to uh, the probable cause. That is correct. Yeah, Sarah is there with uh, Yolo, Crate, and Chains, who are all aboard the Probable Cause at the moment. Uh, the Probable Cause is under attack, but we'll get to that. Maybe once somebody's done throwing a fit outside. I'm sorry, I'm just in a really bad mood. 
Uh, right. Slip. Slip went and liberated a government black site prison with the help of Araxes. And uh, you were able to, as Slip, defeat the system that had been keeping the people in this black site in their consciousness cages for however long they'd been in there, some for centuries or more. And uh, in doing so, you were able to release Gashram, the surface AI that lived in Slip's mind, into the sun's computer systems. So Gashram is in there wreaking havoc and uh, helping to prepare all of you for uh, your next mission. Unfortunately, in doing so, Slip fragmented beyond repair. So Slip learned about the various personalities that Gashram patched together to create the person we knew as Slip. And one of those personalities was a very bad person, Colonel Frank Gentry, who was in many ways the architect of the genocide on Havlon. The other personality that Gashram was salvaging parts of was an abolitionist anarchist activist named Alejo Cabrera. And Alejo was the person that you were able to rescue from that black site. And you were able to, as Slip, reincorporate the parts of his mind that were within you with the parts of his mind that had survived the consciousness cages in this government black site. And Alejo was able to escape uh, in his, or in a body of some sort, we assume it's his, but we don't know, and was rescued at that point by the attacking Surface Liberation Front, who had found the black site with the help of Lord underscore Fist, Hacker. And one of Slip's friends. Um, when you say Alejo was got a body, probably their body, is it a human body or another robot body? It's a flesh and blood human body that has been kept in a consciousness cage for a very long time. So it's not in okay. good shape. Do you want to tell us about your character today, Mike? Sure. Um, Alejo Cabrera is probably, if not in his middle age, um, right on the cusp, doesn't look... Um, particularly healthy at this time. Um, his muscles have atrophied to uh, an, an immense degree, um, considering that he's been kept alive only by machines for a very long time. Uh, he is like um, like an olive-skinned, dark brown eyes, long black hair that's speckled with uh, salt and pepper, and uh, a beard that he recently trimmed to about like neck length. Um, Right now, like pretty sunken, sunken eyes and like a fairly angular face. But the, the pictures that do still exist of him show that he used to be a much fuller person uh, as far as like weight goes. But it definitely will take a, a lot of time to rehabilitate and be OK again. Yeah, that's not something that we're going to uh, just hand wave going into this final session. Um, Alejo is not in good shape physically, probably not mentally either, although Gashram did use their programming abilities and access to the black sites, computers and systems to as much as possible attempt to dull and fog the memories of what had happened from the people, the prisoners that you li that slip liberated. Uh, one other question. Sorry. So Alejo is he him pronouns? Yes, he him. Okay. Okay, so Alejo has been brought back to the probable cause to meet with the rest of you as you are planning your big mission here. As you may recall, I talked to you about this in chat, but now that you are working more closely with the Surface Liberation Front and the uh, Solar Workers Union on this, you have gotten access to a lot more resources, a lot more information. So even though what you are taking on today is the most powerful group on the sun, 
uh, it's not something that you should despair over. You are not alone here. You have a lot of help this day. But your task is something that your group will have to do with not too much individual support because it's a task that requires you to get in somewhere fairly quietly and then cause a lot of trouble once you're in there. You have found the location of the servers where all of the memory backups of people who live on the sun are kept, distributed, modified, and edited. It's the memory building, the headquarters of the Sodality of Preservation, where they take people's cores, scrub them of information they don't want them to have, or scrub them entirely, and then redistribute them back into the population. Anytime somebody dies or is destroyed, their memory backup, which is kept here, gets re-downloaded into a new body and brought back into the sun. Your task today is to destroy this so that there are no more backup systems and everybody has one life once again. This is, in a way, the end of the immortality of the people on the sun. That's the task you've been asked to carry out by the Surface Liberation Front. Whether or not that's how you do it is, of course, up to you. Let's start with some downtime before we get into the mission, because you've all recently been on a mission, which means it's downtime. What downtime actions are your characters undertaking in preparation for this big old mission that you're going on? Uh, CD is going to relax. That makes sense to me. Yeah, um, and I imagine that CD's relaxation has taken a different turn other than obsessing over death. Yeah. Because I would say that CD effectively knows that they lost another friend to a degree uh, slip. And I think that CD has been relaxing by meditating. Okay. Not thinking. We are going to make sure that we have a scene where Alejo meets everyone. Yeah. Well, I would say that there there was this like little thing where CD did say goodbye to Slip. Yes. CD has been basically like, I might have lost another friend. Um, and I can't think about that right now. So right. instead, I'm going to focus on what I can think about. So like trying to recenter themselves by meditating or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um Taking, I mean, it's not exactly weird anymore, but I mean, we can say that CD meditates in a weird way, which I would not put past them. <laughs> um, it doesn't even have to be uh, considered a weird vice at this point. It's yeah. just what you're doing with your downtime. Yeah. I mean, I do think that CD would try to meditate by being upside down and listening to uh, like Enya on loop or something. Yeah. And you could think of this as uh, as a vice or purveyor thing, as a stupor kind of thing for meditation or faith related at this point. Mm-hmm. Oh, but yeah. yeah there's, let's, there's uh, probably praying going on in there. Well, let's uh, indulge your vice then. <laughs> Just one. Just the one. Okay. A little of vice is a treat. Mm-hmm. I-, I think CD just can't dial it down. <laughs> CD has been through a lot for sure and has lost many things and there's a lot of stuff going on. I think as you're trying to meditate, there's a lot of like banging going on in the other part of your room where Harris is staying. Like there's banging and scratching sounds, the occasional noise of like flames and bellows as if she set up some kind of miniature personal forge in there. Oh, miniature forge. I love it. So she seems to be doing that, but it's it's very loud and very distracting. So uh, that would certainly prevent you from relaxing too much. And there's constant, uh, you know, calls, CD, CD, 
come and look at this. CD, look at this. And she'll bring something over and shove it in front of your face while you're in the middle of trying to meditate or pray. Yeah. So she's just a reaffirm. She's calling CD, CD and not a mom or anything like that at any point. Um, I don't know if she necessarily thinks of you that way as part of the way that she is, right? Mm-hmm. It's something that maybe she would come into. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's, uh, that's the indulging vice for CD. What else have we got for uh, for Alejo or for Augustus? Uh, do you want Alejo to go first, Mike, or do you want me to go first? Uh, you go ahead, go first, please. Okay, uh, I will indulge Vice. Okay, what's this look like for Augustus these days? I think I'm gonna mess around more with the the spoopy gauntlet, but I think I'm gonna treat myself to just a happy box this time because I did pretty well on my mission, and I think I've earned it. Okay, well, let's indulge your Vice then. Okay, so you clear two stress there. Uh, I think. Part of what the issue is here is as you are trying to play with the happy box and allow yourself to feel that uh, that joy in these moments, there's something kind of nagging at you in the back of your mind. There's something you can almost see out of the corner of your eye. Like every time you sit down and like, all right, time for the happy box. You see motion in the corner of your eye. There's something there and it almost looks like a very tiny version of Slip's avatar, but anytime you look over, it's gone. There's nothing there, but it's so distracting. Quite slippery, one would say. Indeed. Uh, and while you are getting those moments with the happy box, because you did clear some stress there, there's a voice in your mind this time as you indulge in that vice. And the voice has the clipped tones of a highly organized individual and says, Hmm. So that's where that was. Pardon? Oh, never mind. I'll get it back soon enough. And the voice is gone at that point. Even if you attempt to call it or speak to it, that voice does not return. That's unnerving. Well, you know, it is a magic box that makes people happy. In itself, an unnerving thing. I I will correct your statement. Uh, It is not (laughs) a happy box. It is my happy box. (laughs) Absolutely. Okay, so the probable cause when last we left it was under attack. It had incoming. And they were concerned that that meant the bad guys were on the way. Chains and Yolo were getting ready for a fight. Uh, Fortunately, the incoming, as it turned out, was a transport containing some uh, refugees, people who had escaped from the government black site. So once uh, that is made clear through the communicators, it's, you know, the Surface Liberation Front communicates with Terry. Terry communicates with CD, uh, who is inside the probable cause at the time. You know, everyone stands down. Probable cause puts their weapons away. And uh, basically, Coriander Spearpoint via radio is saying, well, we're just, we're just, uh, sorry, I got to get her voice. We're just wrapping up over here. Uh, though I have sent you a guest, I believe you will want to meet Terry, a former acquaintance of yours. And Terry says, ah, well, I'm always happy to meet a new acquaintance. <laughs> oh, rather an old one, I think, Coriander says. And the ramp on the back of this transport extends. Alejo, you are here now. There's a large sphere in front of you outside of this uh, transport that you were rushed into. You're still wearing what you had when you escaped the black site, and you've got that foil blanket over your shoulders. And uh, there's somebody, a, a large person on one side of you is supporting you as you begin your way, make your way down the ramp. I just want to say that Alejo would probably also see a robot setting up a tent that has like scrawled on the top medical. (laughs) 
medical bay, free checkups. <laughs> is that uh, is Sarah manning that for the for the refugees who are arriving at the moment? It's kind of a a three person deal. So, uh, is okay. setting up the the tent proper. Sarah's taking the more uh, administrative side of what we need to do, making sure that we have some supplies and stuff. And then I want to say that Heroes is probably moving stuff around or helping somehow. Okay. Uh, and the and obviously the plan is that all three, well, at least Sarah and CD would check people, and I think they could trust Harrow's to like do you know like what the nurse does before you're seen by a doctor basically take your blood pressure that sort of thing you know Harris is certainly capable of that so there's this tent set up as well at the side of this large uh, sphere uh Leia, what are you doing this thing looks familiar to you but you're not quite sure why um alejo uh, is leaning on this larger person who's helping uh him come down the ramp and under his other arm he's got a, a crutch and he's uh comes down looks at the the sphere and then looks over at the tent and sees cd and i think just says to the uh the bigger person can you uh bring me over there i think i know that strange little robot he says yep and uh helps carry you not carry you but helps uh support you as you make your way over to the tent once there i think harrows comes up to take that person's place and uh she very uh brusquely waves him off and she's like i'll take it from here i'm the nurse Okay. He nods. <laughs> She's the nurse. You heard her. She says, that's right. I'm the nurse. And she helps you over to a chair. Okay. Sit down in the chair, please. All right. I, like, crisply sit down. I take the blood pressure, she says, getting out a cuff. You're a person, so I take the blood pressure first. Oh, oh all right. I, uh, ow. Uh, um, that's, we're fine. That's okay. Can I talk to, um, uh, that, that robot, please? For a moment, she looks over and says, CD. Okay, have we got a nervous one again? Hello. Hi, not so um, so, so much nervous as I'm a bit confused. The clockwork lady said that I would know you all, but... CD tilts their head. But that's a little, well, not the case. Oh, hmm. uh, what's your name? It's, uh, Alejo Cabrera. Uh, if CD had an eyebrow to raise... They would. Uh, but CD's like, well, it's a pleasure to meet you. I am CD, which is short for Karen Diaz. Nice to meet you. A pleasure. Um, Harris is wrapping the blood uh, pressure collar uh, around your arm as this oh, goes that's, on. That's a little snug. <laughs> Hold still. Okay. It's going to squeeze and then it will and it will hurt a little bit, but then it will stop squeezing. You don't say. Okay. Yeah, it's important to get a baseline idea of, of how your body is doing. I'd give you an indication. I think I'm running on pure adrenaline, and in about an hour, I'm going to fall face first onto the ground wherever I am. Well, then, it's a good thing you are here. Do you need to eat something? We have ration bars and water. Water would be lovely. Okay. Um. So then... CD bustles over and gets some water and also like a small ration bar <laughs> and is just like, here's your water and here's a snack in case you do get hungry. Oh, I was trying to be polite. I am quite hungry, so thank you. I can get a bigger portion if you want. That's okay. I feel like there's more people for now. 
Sarah's over in the background. She's also processing, uh, you know, groups of cyborg machine and flesh and blood people uh, who are making their way into the tent. You know, that's seeing as it's here, the Surface Liberation Front's uh, driver was like, well, may as well. Uh, it might be hard to believe, but there are there are a few people worse off than I was. Not sure what they were keeping me around for. I know it might sound hollow, but I'm very sorry for what's happened to you. Right. Thanks. Harris undoes the uh, device. What am, what am I talking about? The blood pressure thing from your arm. And she looks down at the pad that she's holding and she says, that's not good. Oh, no. CD also looks. <laughs> it's not good. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So CD starts doing other doctoring things. Should I roll? No, there's no actual mechanical harm to deal with here. This is just okay. the actual physical shape of this person's body is atrophied and adrenaline high, as he said. And it's probably some exhaustion. I, I want to imagine. Absolutely. Yeah. So basically, the uh, gets, you know, make sure he has food and water. And I want to say that CD gets like a medicine that is not uh, narcotic. I want to say that it's kind of uh over the counter calming pill like a tranquilizer no <laughs> not that strong um i'm fairly certain that a tranquilizer would kill me <laughs> no no this is like okay so there are a lot of natural substances out there that do have calming effects mm-hmm. so for example there's one chemical in tea you want to give me like a melatonin or something i'll i'll drink that that'd be nice yeah it's of, there's some melatonin. There's also, I can't remember the name, but it's what's in tea that calms people. Is it tannins? No, it starts with an L. I don't know what it is, but it's yeah. a calming a calming thing. Yes. So nothing strong, but it's basically like someone drank a lot of chamomile tea and a little bit of melatonin. Okay. Uh, I think we can fade on this scene here for now. As CD is seeing to Alejo and Haros and Sarah are dealing with the uh, other incoming patients, refugees, escapees, at least political refugees. And uh, we'll look in on what the other characters are getting up to for their remainder of their downtime. Like days are passing here. So what's the next downtime action someone would like to indulge in? Or what's the first downtime action Alejo would like to indulge in? I think... Um, after the first day or so where Alejo just like starts to settle into this area, Mm -hmm. I think eventually I had taken under advisement that I should speak to Terry for some reason. Okay. So I think Alejo probably at at this point has like secured, um, a wheelchair for ease. Yeah, for sure. And so I think Alejo is probably, I'm not sure at what time of day, but it's probably like near the sphere. Not really sure how to get in. Okay. And um, what I want to do as a player is uh, to secure uh, what you and I had talked about, like a, a Terry body exoskeleton. Yeah, for sure. I think the seeing that you are waiting outside of the sphere, the ramp opens up and extends down uh, from the smooth side of the uh, of the chrome sphere. And lights are up along the side of the ramp. You hear a voice say, uh, Mr. Cabrero, come on in. Sure. Okay. Start rolling my way up. As you go up, the ramp lifts as well so that uh, it's less of a of, of an incline. And the ramp slowly is able to basically get you inside 
of the sphere. And uh, I think it's just the regular ready room of the interior at this point. It hasn't been converted into med bay because the med bay is outside right now. Terry says, I've been looking forward to having a chat with you. Yeah. Um, mm, Coriander's spear point, I believe her name was, uh, Clockwork Lady. She implied I would know who everyone was, specifically you, and I wonder why that is. Well, if my records are correct and I'm dusting them off here, you and I did a few jobs together quite some time ago when I was first getting set up here on the sun. How long ago exactly was that? Well, you probably knew me at the time as Iterar. It was a different name. Oh. I think Alejo might remember this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, um, one of the intelligences from the habitat. Yes, that's me. Or at least what's left of me at the moment. Uh, you're the ship now. This ship thing. This is, uh, this is where I make my home. That's lovely. It's really quite nice, considering. Well, thank you. It, it has its perks, all things considered, as you said. Um. Your, uh, your own body appears to be in rough shape. They keep you in that thing the whole time. I'm fairly certain that this is mine. This, uh, this, I believe that this is my body. It looks familiar. Well, that's good. Okay. Um. Well, I understand that I was separated artificially from my body. My body was kept alive for whatever reason. Who knows? The sun people. It's coming back to me in... Nothing good. In waves. But really horrible shit, Terry. There's a pause and Terry lowers the lights somewhat. And uh, they say, yes, I am familiar with their methods. They are... Hmm. Well, as you said, terrible. Right. Do you know I was wondering something? Of course. The lights come up a bit more. I don't exactly remember everything that we've done together, or the things that I've done, but uh, I get this sense that I used to be some sort of soldier. Well, you've always been handy in a pinch. Okay. Am I from the sun, this place? Oh, yes. Okay. Yes, you were from, from Earth originally, as I recall. Right. You never really shared with me what you did back then, but when I met you, you were already agitating against the actions of the Solar Free State. That's <laughs> why we ended up working together. And then I went down, I guess. I've been trying to find you. Oh, I'm not here to accuse you, Terry. I'm just trying to figure things out. I had assumed you were dead by now, if I'm being honest. Slip said something to that effect when we met. I understand that uh, Slip was carrying part of you. The whole more delivered uh, a payload a couple days ago. The lights dim again and Terry says, Yes, I've, I've spoken to Gashram since, and I believe that Slip would have been proud of how they went. Tell you what, I'm pretty happy about it. <laughs> I think that would make them happy too. I, um was wondering something. You've got your proverbial legs under you, so to speak. If you could help me. Um, Spearpoint mentioned moving against the sun's memory, and I know that I still need to get, well, to eat, but I wanted to know if you could help me go on that mission. In your condition? I, that doesn't seem wise, Alejo. I get the sense that um, nothing I ever did was wise entirely, but it was right. It feels right. Uh, it is right. I just... I've lost so much, Alejo. I've lost so many, I don't... Hey, they couldn't kill me once, right? You just came back. I, like, uh, I think Alejo reaches out and like actually like rubs the side of the wall. <laughs> so, hey, buddy, I don't want to put you under pressure or anything. I, I don't... Well, I don't understand, but... 
I get flashes that I can do things. And I think if I had help, I could do them again. And I don't want to force you to be the person to help me. I'm sorry I brought it up. I, it's really hard to focus. I, I know it's, if not me, then who, right? If not now, then when, right? Look, I can, I can put something together that will allow you to move as you would, but only for a short time. It's a band-aid at best, and I, I, I can't say how it will affect you in the long term. We can worry about PT when I don't have to worry about this station turning on again. All right. I, okay. I don't want to break my body any more than you do, but I know this place. Well, we can try to do something about that. I think, Terry, uh, you hear something shifting around inside the walls as the the ship reconfigures around you, and there's a, a portal that opens up in the ground, and one of Terry's proxy bodies rises up from that. And Terry says, now normally this acts as conveyance or power armor to augment a person's existing physical abilities and allow you to move through areas with no life support, which is more and more areas these days. But I think I can, I think I can modify it to act as more of an exoskeleton to support you and allow you to move at least as you did for a short time. Okay. I think I can help with that. I still got a strong grip. Just tell me what to move. All right. So I think the, the two of you get to work on this proxy body to convert it into an exoskeleton for you to use on this mission so that you can uh, move more freely. And all right, CD? Yeah. Oh, um, hmm. well, I'm caught between uh, two things. Yeah. Um, do I, like, if I want to just get a aesthetic item that doesn't really do anything except unlock feels, does that count as... Um, I don't think you need to acquire an asset to okay. get an aesthetic thing. Okay, then I would like to train insight again. Okay. What are you doing to train your insight? CD is um, getting uh, pointers from Terry about hacking. Okay. Just like simple access points, that sort of thing. Okay. So Terry's running you through like some simulated hacking courses and stuff yeah. to help you understand how it works in particular in relation to sodality systems. Okay. So you train your insight there. And I think that puts you over the top on insight so you can add a dot to one of those actions. Yeah. So I don't have to roll? No, not for training. Okay. So yeah, I am going to put one dot in hack since I mentioned that. I was originally thinking, oh, what if I had three ranks of doctor? But I'm like, I'd rather have CD be completely rounded on one thing at this point that I that they can do. Okay. How about Augustus? I would like to gain an asset. Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> I have a particularly set of skills uh, that should allow me to gain the help of some people who also have a particular set of skills. Yeah. Okay. So to acquire an asset, like a, a team, a group of people? Yes. Okay. I hope you're acquiring soul or conscience i mean i sold those already the buyback price is pretty high you know how those rpg merchants are <laughs> all right so acquire an asset do, 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 do. that's under downtime acquire temporary use of an asset roll crew quality which is i think one right now one d6 result indicates the quality of the asset using the crew's quality as the base okay should i just roll a d6 then yeah okay so you rolled a one so that means that it is a tier zero group all right so you're able to get a group of 
uh, you know, what kind of what kind of group is this you're looking for? Like toughs or uh, researchers or scientists, engineers? I think toughs. Toughs. Okay. Yeah, you're able to get a group of goons because your assets are still frozen. It's it's difficult for you to get like the best of the best. So all you're able to find are you know goons low-level goons but uh, you get a group let's say there's like three of them who are willing to uh, work for you for the uh, the cost that you have incurred here with your role fair i assume you've made them promises of some sort uh, of course yeah good yeah so this is a group of goons just three three meaty three meaty bruisers okay so they are available to you for the next mission perfect uh and then i'll i'll let folks finish up before i take my uh, extra action all right how about uh, let's see. So that'll bring us back up to Alejo of your second downtime action. So you and Terry working together were able to modify this proxy body, and that gives you access to this thing that looks like silver power armor. I've linked to you before what the proxy bodies basically look like. So it can be a motorcycle that you're on, or it can be a this power armor type thing with the helmet and, and the, the armor over you. So it allows you to move around as if your body weren't uh, atrophied. It doesn't feel good, but uh, it works. Weird. Yeah, it's definitely um, more power armor than it is motorcycle. Yeah, I think for the most part, it's still a lot more comfortable and convenient to be in the wheelchair. But uh, this will help you with if you got to do fights and stuff. Got you. I think... Can you do the same action twice? Uh, yeah, you can. I think there's only certain actions you can't do twice. Like you can't train the same thing twice, but uh, I don't think there's... Yeah, you can train a given XP track only once per downtime. That's the only restriction. Okay. I think <clears throat> I'm debating between getting a acquiring a, a really nice gun or training my insight. So I'm just one desperate roll away from leveling up that insight because <laughs> we have the insight module. You do. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So CD, you should add an extra dot into your insight track because you trained and it gives you two XP. I'm going to roll a D6 to see which one I do. Okay. Now you do already have a nice gun as one of your playbook items. That's true. But I could get a really nice gun if I roll well. <laughs> uh, i tell you what, I won't roll. I'll just train insight for two dots. Okay. So you train that up. Are you doing like sim programs with Terry as well? Yeah, I think um, rather than learning how to interact with him, this is represented by um, tinkering with the power armor for however many days we have um, in this downtime, as well as like okay. running like uh, like Sims in the in the heads up display of the Terry helmet about like, how do you work your power armor? Look up here, look down there. Yeah. All right. That makes sense. Does Alejo customize the appearance of this armor beyond it just being the chrome? I think the the like helmet. Um, is your like almost standard astronaut helmet um, with like a half mm-hmm. visor where you can only see his eyes. But um, right. for a reason Alejo doesn't probably understand, he's struck by the fancy to like paint with acrylic paint goggles on the on the helmet itself. <laughs> that sounds good. Okay. And that reminds me, uh, CD, did you do your second downtime? Yes, you trained. Okay. So that reminds me, we did not do experience at the end of your solo session. So we should do that now before moving forward. Ah. So, CD, during your individual uh, session, you rolled Desperate Actions. You addressed a tough challenge with insight or compassion. Yes. Yeah, I think for sure you did that. Uh, You expressed your beliefs, drives, heritage, or background. I think that's absolutely (laughs) true there. A lot. Struggled with issues from your vice or traumas. I'm not sure about that, but I do think you addressed the tough challenges with insight or compassion multiple times. So you should mark that. 
to experience. Okay, so I I have leveled up. Oh, good. Where did that go again? Uh, so when you advance your playbook, you can take a new ability, or can you also put a dot in? I can't remember, but you can take a new ability when you when you level up your playbook. Okay, so I will look at those. Just a quick question: we can role play it out, but has someone like tipped CD off that you know? Alejo is part of Slip or the other way around? That would be up to Alejo. Um, I don't think Alejo has told anyone but Terry. Uh, I don't know if Terry has said anything. That's not up to me. Okay. Would Augustus um, have recognized Alejo? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, no. Alejo was very thoroughly redacted from all sun history. Fair. Would Alejo know Augustus? Oh, yeah. Uh, Alejo knows Augustus or at least recognizes Augustus some uh to to an extent hey team would you prefer me adding a gambit to the pool whenever someone suffers a level two harm or worse or would you prefer uh i can doctor someone during a job to allow them to ignore the effects of a harm penalty both of those are really good yeah Yeah, both are solid what's the uh what's the name of the one that allows you to add a gambit whenever somebody gets hurt under pressure <laughs> See, that's, <laughs> i feel like you have your answer there <laughs> the other one is just pat <laughs> like that's great no um, but under pressure come on i mean anytime it activates you have to sing it though pressure <laughs> I'm, I'm i love that any excuse so just as for... a note um for your playbook specific end of session experience, mm-hmm. you don't have to put that into your playbook advancement track. You can put that into any track. Oh, I think we probably mentioned that in like the first or second session and just <laughs> forgot about yeah. it. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but now I'm wondering if instead of taking that, I should no. I'll I'll take the ability because. We're All right, spending... Augustus, go ahead. <laughs> I just spent a year and a half. Like, why slips a week? Because I, I never consolidated my XP like the book recommends that you do. Okay, we'll we'll remember this going into the next system. Yeah. Okay. Playbook advancement for Augustus in your individual session. You addressed a tough challenge with deception or influence. Yep. You should mark two for that. And I can mark that anywhere. Anywhere you want. Yeah. A. There was a whole lot of deception going on. Oh, that's crazy! But you. You subtract one overall XP because I hate you, Augustus. That's crazy. <laughs> oh, that's fair. Yeah, that's the, that's my. Uh, oh, what's the word? Oh no, English is escaping me. Uh oh. Reputation penalty. There we go. Uh, reputation there it penalty. Is. Yep. Uh, you express your beliefs, drives, heritage, or background. Yeah, I think again, that's at least one there. An evil dude. Uh, and you struggled with issues from your vice or traumas during the session. You were obsessed, so I would mark that at least once. Guess who's got three or two now? Oh dear. Not slip. audience please drop those f's in chat for slip if you haven't Mm -hmm. already done so um okay and finally alejo in slips solo session let's see here you addressed a tough challenge with oh no i have to look at slips playbook here because i don't know if we've mentioned slip was the mystic alejo is the scoundrel Ooh. Ooh. okay so first slips playbook you addressed a tough challenge with wisdom or the way. I would put two for that. You used the way quite a bit in there. Uh, you expressed your beliefs, drives, heritage, or background. I think that's also two. And you struggled with issues from your vice or traumas during the session. I'm not sure. What do you think about that one? I like his trauma was haunt or their trauma was haunted. Mm-hmm. 
So maybe one, I would argue. Yeah, all right. So that's, ooh, that's five. Goodness. Slip session was very intense. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to level up my prowess and insight then. Okay. Well, that's exciting. Yeah, Alejo's got dots. Alejo's got lots of dots there. Oh, you've got beef stats? Oh, you won't, you won't even know about these stats, Velvet. <laughs> oh, you're, oh, no. You're going to find out about these stats, Velvet. I can't look at the character sheet. I'm like, oh. Man of mystery, bro. International man of mystery? Inter interplanetary, at least. Intergalactic? Inter <laughs> I guess. Come no, don't make me Beastie Boys right now. Haven't gone intergalactic just yet. Oh, please. <laughs> yes, yeah, so let's not sabotage our session just yet. Not interplanetary, most extraordinary crap. Okay, so that brings an end to downtime. Alejo, so you bring. Uh, before we move on, I do have that extra downtime. Oh, you do. You're right. Yes, you do. What are you going to do with that uh, acquire asset? That's crazy. So before but that you... last one. <laughs> You're, you're no, a war with Slip's ghost. That's crazy. You get minus one action, Velvet. Oh, no. I, I, I do have two clarifying questions first, uh, Arp. Yep. One, if I wanted to bring my spooky gauntlet along, is that like a regular luxury item or a large luxury item? It's a regular luxury item. It's just a gauntlet. Okay. Uh, second one. So what's the ability? For the favors owed, I got, I'm supposed to get an extra die for acquiring an asset. Should I... Do I just re-roll the 1d6 for the previous asset? Or how would that work for that one? Oh yeah, we can re-roll that one. Alright, cool. So let me do the number before I forget. Was the slash before the R? It's before the R. I like that you got the one though, so... <laughs> oh, well, that's crazy. <laughs> no, no improvement there. Mechanically. <laughs> I mean, a three is better than a one, but mechanically, unfortunately, one to three is, is the same result. It's so good. Worth the yeah, roll. Worth the roll. Still the same goons. Uh, let's see. So... You sent me a question in the chat there. I hex your rolls. Oh, no. Uh, let's see. So that would just be... Yeah, I think that's just something that you tell me you do, which you have done now. So... Okay. Yeah. I think uh, the people that you contact are initially very uh, reluctant to talk to you. And, like, you can see that the first off, they're immediately starting to trace your line and all that. But uh, once you make it clear what it is you want. I think actually we should do an action roll here uh, because you are dealing with uh, a dangerous group here. You should roll a risky action, but it will be with standard effects given what you're hoping to accomplish here. Risky standard is where I thrive. Yeah. Um, this is probably either consort or sway depending on... Oh yeah, I'm going for sway. Okay, so I give that yeah, a roll. I figure it's more me bluffing and like uh, bullshitting them. Not so much consort because I don't really like have anything to offer them. Right. Ooh. There we go. There's a six in there. That's good. I mean, that's good for Augustus. <laughs> yeah, I think you are able to make those arrangements we talked about. Okay, sweet. Uh, do you want to share what the class with those might be, though? Just out of curiosity. Uh, no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you need uh, you need a certain security clearance to know about that. <sighs> that's crazy. Because I'm going to get it. You, you can't see it right now, but I'm doing the Dr. Evil pinky thing. I figured you were. I figured. <laughs> <laughs> I figure nine times out of ten you're gonna do that fair yeah just <laughs> assume i'm always doing that so i guess would that count as that that last acquiring an asset arp or um no you can still acquire an asset that's just that's okay. that's a free play action that you did basically um it was either going to be now during downtime or it was going to be a flashback for you fair okay uh so 
I mean, I can either acquire an asset. Oh, yeah, no, I can't acquire info for this last one. Yeah, so I guess I'll acquire another asset. Um, It's the ball of forgiveness. The ball of forgiveness, yes. <laughs> uh, I forgive myself. <laughs> then you cut it up and you eat it, and it feels great. Ah, oh, just love forgiving myself for being bad. <laughs> I guess maybe I'll try to get like a little EMP type thing. Oh, that could be handy for taking on a server. Brutal. Um, yeah, let's give it a shot. So you can roll 2d6 because you get the additional 1d for your ability you have there a six all right so on a six you get doo, doo, doo. okay so that means six is tier plus one so you have a tier two emp device that you've got with you on uh, on your person to bring into the next mission cool so that'll be very effective on anything below tier two and probably have limited effectiveness on anything above tier two all right the sad part terry lets you know about what happened to slip so i think terry gathers the team with uh with chains and yolo and there's a little screen showing that lord fist and araxes are listening in you know the people who were close to slip i guess higgins what do you think would higgins be involved here oh yeah like higgins like loved slip yeah um so you know there's a, a screen showing that you've got there are some remote people there there's araxes higgins and lord fist uh, araxes has been redownloaded into from from his backup since being killed in action uh, during Slip's mission. So he doesn't remember everything that happened on that mission, but having learned about it, he's here as well for this moment when uh, Terry tells you about the sacrifice that Slip made and what they accomplished in uh, Slip was able to strike a blow, a powerful blow against not just the solar free state, but against this entire genocidal operation that has been going on for centuries now by releasing gashram and artificial intelligence from the habitat into the solar free state systems slip has allowed us to learn more than we've had before access systems we could not access before and given time we'll be able to do a lot more damage in addition to that, Slip was able to free a number of political prisoners who will bring with them their memories, untainted by the sodality's editing of how things have been. As we know, many people living on the sun simply don't know, or if they do know, allow themselves to forget the cost of their continued existence here in this place. Slip sacrificed themselves to destroy the system that was tormenting these minds, and Slip sacrifice themselves to reunite the mind of a good man, Alejo Cabrera. And Slip sacrificed themselves for the people not only of the sun, but of the habitat as well. I want to take a moment now to thank Slip for everything that they have done. Slip was a good person. I will miss them dearly. And I think at this time, People who want to say something about Slip are welcome to do so. I guess CD comes up and says, Slip was uh, a and a friend. Uh, like me, they marched to the beat of their own drum. I'll uh, miss them. But I'm very glad that they could uh, accomplish such a great thing with their passing and um i will keep the promises i made to them before they left uh that's all 
CD was clutching a pair of Kamina glasses, which is a callback to the good old uh, dance masquerade episode. Yeah, uh, I think Higgins indicates that they want to have a word about Slip. And, you know, they just they say they talk about a lot of the cool things that Slip had done with them and uh, how much they always appreciated Slip having their back and having Slip's back as well. And then there's a video of Higgins doing a kickflip and saying, that one's for you. Do we just get the video of Higgins doing the kickflip or, or do they do it like in person for everyone? Uh, you know, they're, they're not here. Uh, they're on a screen, but oh, gotcha. on the screen, you see them do, you see them do a kickflip. It's a very good one. Bodacious, one might say. Indeed. Araxes also speaks and says, Slip saved my life long before this sacrifice, but it never surprised me to learn that Slip was going to do something wild and heroic. Slip didn't have to come in and rescue me from a consciousness cage. And the Araxes screen turns towards Yolo and says, with your help. And Yolo tips, tips his hat. Araxes says, but Slip did because it was the right thing to do. And uh, I think that's all Araxes has to say. Does Augustus want to share anything? I'll read the room a little bit. I think if if I feel like it would not be well received for Augustus to speak, they won't. But if like you know, if I get the sense that uh I could you know improve the mood a little bit, then I might. Yeah, I think um Yolo looks at you in this moment and shakes his head. Fair. I'll, I'll keep hanging back at the outskirts of the meeting. Uh, Yolo nods and stands up and simply says. Slip was a hero. They were a model to all of us, and in their memory, we know what we have to do. Continue that work and take it to its logical conclusion. Yolo puts their hat back on and sits back down. Uh, Lord Fist sends a thumbs up emoji. Arp, I believe that's Lord underscore Fist. You're right. I think that's everyone. Uh, Slip is, what do you think? Is there any further ceremony that would be done here, or is this remembrance enough? Hold on a second. I'm asking uh, privately. Okay, I think we'll take a break after this before we get into the actual mission. I am shivering with anticipation. Patient. <laughs> uh, almost. Before people leave, CD comes up uh, again, holding their violin. There we go. Yep. <laughs> and um, starts playing uh, a song. <laughs> Uh, it's not the dance macabre or uh, that. It's a very old tune, uh, English in origin, called Green Sleeves. And I hope it's okay if I pl- uh, sing part of one of the chorus here. Not as CD, because I really can't sing their voice in their voice. But I want to say that, like, I don't know if Haros can sing. I don't. I mean, Haros yeah. will sing all the time, as a child does. But yeah. uh, whether or not she has a good voice is not something I know. Okay. Yeah, so CD's playing the violin, but I wanted to sing some of the lyrics here. Green Sleeves is traditionally a romantic song, but not this version. And, and please excuse any of my terrible singing. Green sleeves had great might. Green sleeves was my delight green sleeves with a heart of gold mm-hmm. 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 
I have been ready to stand to grant whatever you may want. I have both wagered life and land, so rest well, my dearest friend. That's very nice. There's a moment of silence from those gathered following that. And then everyone, you know, stands up and mills around and chats as as you do at uh, at a wake. It's an empty coffin, though. I don't think there even needs to be a coffin there. Oh, oh but, but CD had one ready. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, CD just had an assortment of, uh, of potential options to lay out here. Three. Okay, so I think... Uh, on that note, we're going to end this part of our episode. And when we return, we are going to do our final mission. So until the next time, all the best. All the best, friends. All the best. Space squids. Space squids. I, I deny space squids as weapons of the fascist state. <laughs> uh, I think we're going to need a new sign off.